Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The headline. There's four times a year we talk about golf. Four. That's it. Four times a year. We are inclined to talk about golf, but the U.S. Open going on. The headline is not who's in the lead. It's not that Dustin Johnson and three other guys are the only four golfers that were under par. That's it. It's Tiger Woods struggling. He shot an eight over 78, but that's not the story. We told you that Tiger Woods was going to suck. He's sucked for 10 years. He's been terrible for the better part of 10 years and people continue to make a big deal. That's more of an indictment on the sport of golf. But there are others. For example, if you pay attention to this kind of stuff, in the preamble to the 118th U.S. Open, Phil Mickelson, yeah, old lefty, he was talking a good game. He told a bunch of reporters this week that winning the Open, very, very important to him. He didn't hide from it. He didn't run away from it. It's a big deal, right? Because that would mean for Phil Mickelson a career grand slam. Woohoo! Now, did you hear what Phil Mickelson had to say after his opening round at Shinnecock Hills? Did you hear the words of Phil Mickelson? Did you? You missed it. 
No, you did not. You did not miss it because Phil Mickelson went to the weasel card and he skipped out on his media responsibilities. Nowhere to be. He was Casper the Friendly Ghost. He took off. Yeah, that's right. There he goes. Yep. See ya. Heading back into Manhattan to his five-star hotel there on the Upper East Side. So uh, I want to talk about this. Now, he shot a 7 over 77, which is bad. It's not Tiger Woods bad, but the vanishing act is what stood out. And he wasn't alone, right? He wasn't. Phil Mickelson was joined in silence by fellow headliners, Jason Day. Uh, he was nowhere to be seen there. Uh, Roy McElroy also uh, not uh, very engaging with the media there. These guys, these guys deciding, eh, I don't really have to have a full media session. In fact, Mickelson completely blew off the media. Uh, Jason Day also uh, nowhere to be seen, but I'm not going to you know, cry over that. I'm not going to cry over that. So the question is, it's a big deal, right? We don't pay attention to the Waste Management Open. We don't. We pay attention to these kind of tournaments and – and so the question is, does this run-and-hide technique work for you? Now, you might not care. You're like, hey, I don't give a crap. I'm driving a truck. How do you think I care whether Phil Mickelson answers some questions? Well, for me, uh, the answer is no, right? So I, I'll, I'll unpack this for you. But my thoughts, you've got the medicine, America's darling, and burgers. Now, you get all that, and we will tie this together. Now, number one. If you want the good, which I think most people do, right? You want the good, whatever you've got going on in your life, you want the good? I'd kind of like the good, too. If you want the good, you then have to put up with the bad, right? You, 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 that's the way it works. Phil Mickelson and Roy McElroy, in particular, are leading men on the PGA Tour. Right? They are. I mean, this is not their first rodeo. Uh, there's nothing disgraceful about being flummoxed at a U.S. Open. Now, this is more extreme. This year is more extreme as opposed to just last year when there were, like, I think there were 40-something golfers that were under par last year, and this year there's, like, four, right? There's exactly four. So, but there's some version of this that happens every year, right? Pay attention to this. The years start piling up. However, I would say the fact that Phil Mickelson and Roy McIlroy sucked at a time they should not have sucked is not that big a deal. I would say it's more alarming that these guys would take the cowardly way out, right? You take your medicine. As a friend of mine, famous father said years ago, do your job, right? Stay in your lane. Media responsibilities. You might not like them. You, you could say, hey, they're arbitrary. Who cares? That goes with the territory, though. Right? Phil Mickelson had his highest opening round. He's had 99 rounds at the U.S. Open. 27 starts, highest opening round for Phil Mickelson. And you know if Phil Mickelson had been leading, if he had been one of the four golfers that was sitting atop the leaderboard, what would Phil Mickelson have been doing? He would have been sitting down and smiling and engaging and having a wonderful time, right? Oh, it's so exciting. Would have been right there, front center, spotlight on him. This is a front runner move, right? The fact that he didn't do it, uh, again, I I keep going back to the word embarrassing. Now, number two, 
completely unnecessary. Right? I've covered in the past, I'm not in the mainstream now, I'm not allowed to go to these things, I'm banned. But in the past when I used to go, right, completely, completely unnecessary to run from the golf media. The golf media, a bunch of lightweights. Let's be honest, right? The, the golf media. It's one of the great gigs you can get. You travel around to resorts and you cover the PGA. It's a wonderful job. We're not talking about some kind of enhanced interrogation techniques that were going to be used against Phil Mickelson or these other guys that decided to blow off their media responsibilities. Now, I did get a message on email from a guy who said that Phil Mickelson, the reason he didn't talk was because he didn't want to publicly rip the uh, the people that put the tournament together, the USGA, and the, the way that Shinnecock Hills was set up, blah, blah, blah. you got to be kidding me. It's a bunch of poppycock uh, is what it is. At Shinnecock, all right? That's that's the reality here uh, when you talk about the U.S. Open. Mickelson is billed as what? He For years, he has been drummed up as uh, America's darling of golf, right? People bow down to his godlike figure. He's the champion of the people of the world with golf, et cetera, et cetera. He's a deity. And despite mostly mediocre returns lately, I mean, this is the, 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 the downward slope of Phil Mickelson's professional golf career. That's the reality. That's fine. That's how it goes. But, I mean, even with that, there's still this, in the golf world, there's this breathless reverence uh, for Phil Mickelson, and he runs and hides? That's weak. That's what it is, right? I mean, and, all, and not just him, I and mean, a bunch of other guys that did too. Now, the last thing, we do believe in truth in broadcasting. The one thing you get from the Ben Maller Show, truth in broadcasting. We stand for that, right? That's what we stand for. It's on the tenant. We come in the studio, so it says right there. Now, if a an NBA player, an NFL player, or a baseball player uh, would do the chicken-hearted thing and run from their responsibilities, we put them on blast. The same thing goes for golf. We're not going to hide because they're golfers. Right now, I will point out that we didn't really miss all that much. Most of these guys are a bunch of dullards uh, when they talk to the media. However, Phil Mickelson at least moves the needle a little bit. Right? Like Roy McIlroy, Jason Day, uh, their public comments—they're uh, they're nothing burgers. So, you know, if you're not a cheeseburger, it's a nothing burger. Right now, maybe one of them, maybe one of them would have said something mildly interesting and given us at least a little bit of red meat. But, nah. Right? Standard golf cliches is typically what you get you know, you give them year after year. That's what happened. They didn't, we didn't even get those. That didn't even pop up. All right, meanwhile, how about uh, Tiger Woods? Now, he is the global brand, right? Tiger Woods. You got Phil Mickelson, who's a national brand. Uh, Tiger Woods, global brand. And he did. He sucked. He opened with a triple bogey. He had the seven. He had an eight over seventy-eight. He was uh, this is his twentieth start at the U.S. Open, and eliminated. He's not making the cut. He's done. Uh, so I was correct. You will not see Tiger Woods uh, this weekend. He's that's forget about that. But he he did at least address the gaggle of golf media, those hard-hitting golf reporters. There, he did do that. So. There you go. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, on Fox, and we bring in longtime golf commentator Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who knows the very windy conditions, Eddie. I That's heard that right. a lot. You know, Joe Buck and those guys made a Blowing big deal. all over the place. Yeah, big effing deal, Eddie. Well, when you see the scores, then it is a pretty big oh, effing deal. I mean, more than 
just the, the wind, though, the way the they're going to all you know they're going to alter the course, right? Probably by this morning when they start teeing off, they can tweak it a little bit, make mm. it a little try to make it a little easier. They can't do anything about the wind. I don't but, know. That's kind of the U.S. Open's thing. They yeah, want they to don't be want, difficult. No, I don't want to be this difficult. Well, I, I would think not because yeah. you and I are will, are casual golf fans. And yes. I know you're a little more negative than I am, but I don't I'm not really. Negative? What yeah. are you talking about? I don't care to see four guys of 156 under par. That's uh, no? no. I don't think that's enjoyable. Do so, you? But I'm a casual golf fan, so maybe maybe the hardcore golf fans love this. Maybe they like seeing these guys suck. I don't know. So I'm trying to figure out the cut. So Tiger's what is he like 102nd or something like that? I don't know. Where he's he's low. He's low. Uh, about 60 golfers. Right, the usual tour event. 70 golfers make the cut. This will be 60, so he's not – I mean, he'd have to play ridiculously well on Friday to end up making the cut, right? even as bad as everyone's playing. Like I Probably. When you like it, when you go to the, the scorecard and you just scroll down, page down it's, it's quite page a while down. before you get down to eight over, even though there's a lot of, obviously, all-plus numbers. It's like we're trying to find Danica Patrick back when she was racing. Page down, page down, page down. You're like, oh, there she is. Sexist. Yeah. Uh, you know what that totally. is? Accurate is what it is. All right? Not say It's accurate is what it is. We, we did, they used to do a show on the weekends here where we'd give score updates, and we had to find Danica Patrick. Tom Moody. He doesn't even work here anymore. Who? I was talking to somebody in the parking lot. I will not reveal who, Eddie. We were talking about Tom reveal Looney. Reveal answer. Reveal answer. We were pretty confident that Tom Looney has a European vacation situation here. We were pretty. What, what, what does that mean? Is that well, code know, for something? No, or is no, that the no, obvious? No, like, that you get more in Europe, you get oh, more vacation. Well, <laughs> you get extra days. I've heard like, that. Yeah, it's like, like a three day week all go, the time, right? I go on the radio in New Zealand every week, and I'm pretty lucky. I've done it for years, but like at the end of the year, like the last three weeks of December, they're on holiday. They, call, they don't call it vacation. They don't take vacation. They go on holiday, and they're gone. Now that's it. And I'm like, well, I still got, you know, I still got to go. And he's like, no. And then they do it a couple other times a year and all that. By the way, I will, I will report also. This is a Ben Maller show exclusive. No one else has this, Eddie. Oh, that, we love Ben Maller Show exclusives. Yeah, that a member of the Jason Smith Show, I predict, will be returning here to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You know why? Oh, did they leave something behind? Hold on a sec here. Cell phone? Ding, 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 oh, ding. Look you, at this. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to turn around and come back. Look at that. You can't that's be nice, without that. Well, no, is, no, no. It is fully charged here. Well, that's good. Yeah, it is fully do we, charged. Do we know who's? I do not know. Now, new, usually it's Mike Harmon, uh, uh, but this could be Jason Smith. I'm not sure. I don't know which phone is hmm. which. I don't, it's not my business. I could, I could call, maybe. Do we have the number? Yes. Uh, do you have Jason's number? You want to? Oh, that's good. Hold on a second. Let's put bets in. Uh, do we have, a, we have a phone list it's, somewhere? It's a 50-50 <laughs> shot. You don't have these guys' numbers? No. You've worked here for how long? No, I don't. I have both. Their, no, I guess All I right. could do it. Yeah, you should do it then. All right, hold on a second. <laughs> no, I think it's Harmon. Because he usually well, leaves stuff Can you on. describe the phone? Or I know a, they all kind of look alike, but maybe it's, a, it's yeah, an, Is there a Syracuse there a sticker on it? <laughs> hold on yeah, a is it a phone cover from a uh, certain New hold York team? Uh, I, no, there's no, there's no New York team. How about, think, uh, is it, it an iPhone? It is an iPhone. It's a big iPhone. Like, like an it's iPhone. Jason Smith. You think so? Yes. All right, hold on a second. I'm going to call right now. very confident about this. I'm going to call... <laughs> Not that you'll hear anything different on the air because, you know. Well, so you hear it ring, you know. Tell oh, us who you're calling first. I'm going to call. Let me call Jason Okay. First. All right. Hold on a second. Will we hear a ring? All right. Calling. Calling. Call going through. Hold on. Calling. Calling. Ah, oh, it's ringing. There it is. And it's ringing. It is Jason Smith. Whoa. He left his phone 
in the studio. And uh, not, a bad job by him. That's not as much fun as like when he left his Twitter open back before. But right, will he come back and get it, or is he just going to stay and just say screw it? Where's Where's he live? I don't know. I was he on the west side? I think I don't know. Yeah, like to- towards the Culver City area, I want to say. I, I, you got to come back and get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, right? yeah. You need it. Got to come back. You need it. It's like you, you can't, you're not going to leave your leg at work. You're going to take your leg with you, right? You're going to take it's the gr- phone with you. brilliant analogy. Yes. Of course, you will not leave your leg at work. Yeah. Sure. All right. So at what point, let's put bets in, when will he realize that I don't he, think he's coming back to get it, Ben. You don't think so? What? Well, see, I have, a, I have a story here. Oh. Yes. All right. There was one time where I discovered Jason Smith's cell phone. Yeah. Left in the bathroom. Bathroom. Oh, yes. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. And at the time, Robert was was here producing Robert Guerra. I think I remember oh, the this. Ewok yeah. of sports talk. Yes. And I was like, Oh, Robert, uh, I don't know whose phone this is. What what should we do with it? And he's like, Oh, well, I don't know. We should just uh, we should just turn it off so it doesn't die and <laughs> and leave it here back in the in the back drawer here. That's right. Uh-huh. And so we put it in the drawer here in the uh, producer studio. And then the next day, I find out that uh, Jason Smith already purchased a new phone, and <laughs> he thought he lost. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong button, Bob strikes again. Huh? Let's turn it off and put it in a drawer. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. He <laughs> thought it was the network. <laughs> so, could could Jason could he do this again? He's is at the Apple Store. Is what you're saying? He's buying, he's buying a new he's phone. He's going to buy a phone right now. He's at the Grove trying to buy a phone. I don't know. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it. So if anybody has a way to contact Jason, I don't. I have one number for him, so I have no way to get a hold of him. I don't know anyone else there. Maybe Harmon's listening or something. He can. Uh, I was going to say, he's going to get a bunch oh, of tweets, my, but how is he going to check his Twitter? The studio Twitter? phone's ringing. Oh, oh, studio phone. Oh. Studio phone. Yeah, let's turn yeah. the speaker Could he have gotten listen. home already? This show, his show just ended like 17 minutes ago. Could he have gotten home? Listen to live. This time You're listening I'm live sure he here. stopped at a payphone. You're listening to our live <laughs> coverage here on Fox Sports Radio, <laughs> exclusive on the Ben Maller Show. A talk show host has left their phone in the studio, and we are monitoring that right now. We are trying to solve this here. We, we now know it is Jason Smith. Uh, veteran talk show host. He has left his phone behind, and uh, there's no lock on it. But I want to point out, there's no lock. Oh. Yes, that's a new that's a new layer to this. The phone is not locked. Ooh, interesting. So, do we do the ethical thing and just leave it alone, or the uh, sports radio thing and have some fun? Because you know, there's options. We have options. Tweet some stuff out. I, I assume we could probably do that. Yeah, I think we could. I guess that wasn't him on the phone, Goop. No, it was not. Uh, management telling us to knock this off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Well, they'd have to be listening for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good but, point. But you could text our boss from Jason's phone. Oh, oh yeah. As Jason. Yes. I could complain about <laughs> yeah. something. Yes. Yeah. Veteran that radio the... host Jason Smith fired from his yeah. job at Fox oh, Sports Radio I, I, after a controversial oh, no. tweet. Or announce Wait, your... complain about the trash can. Something will get done now. Yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right, because he's on earlier, so something will get done. That is absolutely correct. All right, uh, look at the time. All right, well, we, we hope uh, that we, we can solve that, but that's all. I mean, we, we'll leave it here. Should we? You want to take it, Coop? You want to put it in there? No, I don't. You do not. You want to touch I, it? No. All right, so we'll just leave it here. Uh, anyone else use Everyone's in New York. Is anyone else going to use these studios other than him? I'm trying to think. I think uh, everyone, yeah, this is it. Me and Jason are the only shows that come out of here, right? Now, because everyone's in New York? I think I'm yeah. right. Yeah. Huh. Now, will some hoodlum come in here and knowing there's a phone, though? Seeing a phone, seeing an opportunity. You know, I don't know about that. There's think, all kinds of hoodlums that yeah, work here. There are a lot. I think yeah. we better put it in the drawer again. Might have to. Let's turn it off. What do you think?
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Believe it or not, hitting rock bottom is not about the U.S. Open. We are, No, it's not. I mean, I realize it's going on, and we, we love the event at Shinnecock Hills there. On Long Island. I always, when I go to New York, I actually don't spend much time on Long Island. But anyway, uh, well, you fly in there. JFK is on Long Island. So the U.S. Open going on, and if you think Tiger Woods is going to get into that winner's circle, you are a loser. Tiger's ranked 101st at the U.S. Open. He's tied for 101st at plus eight after the opening round. It would take Tiger Woods moving mountains today to even make the cut. The, the cut line... At the U.S. Open, uh, Tiger's in in danger of not even making the cut. Now, there's the good news for Tiger's. There's a bunch of other golfers that blow. That uh, everyone stinks at this uh, tournament. No one can master Shinnecock. Uh, they've uh, really had some problems. So we'll get more to that later. But I wanted to pivot away from the golf because uh, we I like baseball. I was watching the Red Sox Mariner game. I checked that out. I was flipping around. I watched a, the, a little bit of the Yankee game. Had that on earlier. Checked that out. You know, random. I was perusing what was a light card in baseball. I watched the Mets-Diamondbacks game. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Red Sox game. So, But none of those teams I want to talk about, right? Because last season we talked about one team more than we usually talk about. That would be the Minnesota Twins. They made the playoffs amazingly. And then they went out in the playoff game against the Yankees and they vomited all over Yankee Stadium, after Luis Severino vomited, the Twins then vomited more. It was a vomit contest. They took the vomit rocket is what they did, uh, the the Twins. But they they did surprise the fact that they made the playoffs last year, and then they got crushed by the Yankees. Uh, The the world keeps spinning around and around, and, and they are surprising baseball yet again. The Minnesota Twins are the surprise of baseball. Now, what do I mean by that? You're saying, hey, stupid, look at the, the Twins are seven games under 500. they They're six games behind the Cleveland Indians. They're not surprising anyone in the American League Central. Well, see, you have not heard about this. It involves Miguel Sano, don't you know? You've not heard? Was Miguel Sano traded? No, he was not traded. Did the Twins release him? He didn't get released. The Minnesota Twins have done the unorthodox thing. They have demoted Miguel Sano to the minor leagues. But wait, there's more. This guy was an all-star last year. Miguel Sano did not get sent to AAA, Sam I.M. He didn't go to AA. No, no, no. He didn't go to AA. Miguel Sano has been optioned to A-ball. The Florida State League, Fort Myers, the Fort Myers Miracles, I believe they're called. Uh, So I wanted to talk about this. Now, we'll make this a a toss-up question for the purposes of our little conversation here. The Minnesota Twins sending Miguel Sano to the minor leagues, is it more impressive that they would do this or disappointing that they would do this? Now, I'm going to go impressive. I, I think this is much more impressive that they would be willing to do this, considering the fact that Sano was an all-star last season. 
Now, he's been just dreadful so far the first couple months of the Major League Baseball season. But my viewpoint on this, you've got Hutzpah, the implosion, and Ferris as well. Now, we'll bind all this together. Now, the first thing, years ago, this would not be that outrageous, depending if you're an old-timer or not. But I, I recall there was a point when a player would come up, have some success, and then fall on hard times, and they would get sent to the minor leagues. That was standard operating procedure. That's how the industry worked in baseball. But that's not how it works now. In modern baseball, this is about as rare an occurrence as seeing someone on a payphone putting change in a payphone. You don't see that very often, right, in the big city? Now, Paul Molitor, the Twins manager, he tried to spin it, right? He, he claimed that Miguel Sano needed a reset, said that Sano, he's 25 years old, that he was in agreement. He was right there. He was, he was in agreement with the Twins thinking here, spending some time in the minor leagues. Now, I am skeptical that that is actually how it went down. I have to think there was some arm twisting that you don't choose when you're a Major League Baseball player to go to the Florida State League. All right, so it's also been a bad year for guys that we we have the song, Don't You Know, like Robbie Cano, Don't You Know, Miguel Sano, Don't You Know. Man, bad time for those guys. All right, just brutal. But as far as Sano is concerned, if you look around baseball, there are so many guys that stink this year, young players that are not performing well at all. Uh, they're not getting the job done. And so th- th- they're not in the minor leagues. They're not being sent to the minor leagues. Sano doesn't really have much leverage here other than pouting and whining, which is leverage. You know, look look around. The New York Yankees, Gary Sanchez, he's hit some home runs, but he's been terrible overall, right? Defense isn't that good. Uh, he, he hits the, the home run and, and whatnot, but he, he doesn't do anything else. You've got Jackie Bradley Jr. with the Red Sox. I just did a deep dive the other night on that when I was doing some shows in Boston, and he's been terrible. He's hitting a buck 81 in center field, but the Red Sox, they didn't send him to the minor leagues. Alex Cora gave Jackie Bradley Jr. a vote of confidence. He was also an all-star a couple years ago in the American League. He got a vote of confidence. So many teams feel like they're handcuffed in baseball to struggling players, and they turn out to be pushovers. Here's the way I've always looked at it. If you're not getting the job done, it's not a charity to play Major League Baseball. And, yeah, you'd rather keep them in the Major Leagues, but this is just some tough love by the the Twinkies is what it is. Now, the, the second point here, if you look at the young players in baseball, the currency of baseball, you got to look at these guys like investments, right? And if you've invested in anything at all, whether it's the stock market or real estate or whatever, there's always that warning that comes with an investment. If you meet with someone and you're going to make a financial investment, there's a warning, right? I mean, many of these baseball wonks, uh, many of these people are very energetic. Uh, they are bright-eyed optimists. They believe every young player, every single one of the young players is not only going to be a star, they're going to be a borderline Hall of Fame player. Uh, 20-year careers and many all-star games and all that. And we often use this phrase on this show, a prospect is just a suspect until proven otherwise. It's become a mantra on the show. Miguel Sano had all these career numbers. Last season, 28 home runs. This guy drove in 
almost 80 runs and was an all-star. And that led to even more accolades. And you know, people with visions of Sano comparing him to Big Poppy and he's going to be like David Ortiz 2.0. Just a little bit premature. Right? Just a tiny bit premature on the Miguel Sano Marching and Chowder Society. He was hitting 203 with 66 strikeouts in 148 at-bats this season. 66 strikeouts in 148 at-bats for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you can do the math on that. That's uh, almost every other time he comes up, he strikes out. <laughs> uh, that, that's a Hall of Fame level of infi- inefficiency if you look at that kind of production. So, uh, you know, the, the old line, if it was a dance party for Miguel Sano, he'd be doing the limbo. How low can you go? He's doing the limbo. That's what he's doing. Now, remember, past performance, that's the, that's the warning. Past performance does not guarantee future success. And the final thing on this, I don't know how long Sano's going to be in the minor leagues. If he doesn't hit, he'll be there, might never come back. I assume there's an expiration date on this, though. And as I learned watching the iconic movie Ferris Bueller's Day Day Off, he taught me that life moves pretty fast. Remember that quote, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around for a while, you could miss it, right? So I hope Sano enjoys the Florida State League and, and all that. And you think about the crescendo moment, American League All-Star team last year, and now he's going to the minor leagues. Since the All-Star game, he's hit 218. Since the All-Star break last year, 218, a 289 on-base percentage, and a 417 slugging percentage for Miguel Sano. And he just he's completely twisted around like a pretzel when he's at the plate. He also got hurt. He suffered a, a leg injury. And he had a, I believe he's got a titanium rod permanently uh, inserted there. So he's got that on his resume. He's also supposedly out of shape. Round is a shape, though. He's round. He's in shape. He's in the round. The shape of being round uh, is is what he's in. So here's how I think this plays out. Now, I'm the pessimist. So I see this ending with the Twins trying to cut their losses, right, saying, goodbye to Miguel Sano and saying, listen, it's not you, it's us. Classic rehab situation where, you know, go somewhere else and you can have this great career epiphany and you can turn yourself around and all that. Other people are saying no. The optimist is saying, oh, this is this is nothing. Sano's going to be back. He'll be back in uh, just after the All-Star break, the Twins will bring him back, right? The All-Star break's a few weeks away in baseball. He'll come back. He'll be fine. They're even going as far as to use the max comparison. Now, Eddie Garcia, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, do you know what the max comparison is that people are trying to use with Miguel Sano? You know this. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. All right. Time. Nothing is coming to mind right. immediately. Uh, what, what, is, what are people the, comparing? The max to? comparison, Eddie. This goes back over eight baseball seasons ago. The Detroit Tigers had a pitcher who was brutal. He sucked at that time. He had an ERA of over seven. They optioned him to the minor leagues. He is currently the top pitcher in baseball and many think is going to win the Cy Young, which would be his fourth Cy Young award this season, and that would be Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer was with the Tigers. Now he's with the 
the big bad Washington National. But that's the see that's the outlier. People always go to the outlier and say, "Well, that's how it's going to work out." So Noah's going to come back and he's going to be great. He's going to be wonderful and all that. Uh, okay, you could say that. Uh, you could also say that it's going to go sideways, which is where it's at right now. I get that you want to send him to the minors and uh, try and have him figure things out, so to speak. That's not uncommon. But A-ball, why would they send him? I'm glad you brought that up, Eddie, because I have the answer. Okay. some uh, Someone from the Twins organization, this is a great quote, chief baseball officer of the Twins, said the reason, I guess their, their A-ball team is where their spring training complex is. Okay. So they're, they're going to have around the clock, they're calling it, this is awesome, I've only used this term. I've I've only heard this term when it comes to like medicine. It's usually right before you use the word medicine. The twins. This executive for the twins said w- with Sano, it's going to be a holistic plan. Like I hear huh. when I hear holistic, I think holistic medicine. Yes, right? yes. But I, I guess the the definition yeah, yeah. of holistic too, yeah. is a comprehensive. Uh, uh, well, the medical definition, it, it's a treatment for the whole person, taking into account mental and social factors hmm. rather than just the symptoms of the disease. Does that okay. mean they think he's uh, well, here, messed here, up in the head? Here's the thing. What? Obviously, a demotion of the minor leagues is going to affect him mentally, right? Wouldn't you think that he's, well, he's, he's going to be also got he's the, embarrassed by this? Well, he's also got that baggage, too, because he was accused by uh, of uh, harassing a a camera. Remember that story? Yes. The camera. Yeah. The, one of the reporters in Minnesota right. claimed that he was harassed. Whatever happened with that? Did they? Did he get, I have, I've heard nothing uh, since we reported. Did he not it. do it? I honestly don't know. Did they investigate? I assume they investigated it. He didn't get suspended for it, right? Not that I know of. No. Oh, okay. But my point was, you send the guy down to, to the miners to figure it out. But when you send him to a ball, he's the lowest level, you know, pretty much of of baseball. I don't know. That seems like it's already going to be mentally, you know, it's an embarrassing thing for him to go from all-star to minor leagues, but then you send him down to the lowest level? I don't know. It just seems like it, there's a demotion, and then there's that. Well, you can live in Florida, though. It's not a bad place. Yeah, yeah I, you can retire there. I don't think that he's really, you know, concerned about where he's living right now. Oh, by the way, yeah, his career. in spring training, we were not paying attention because we don't pay attention to spring training, but the uh, baseball did announce in spring training yes. no suspension for Sano, so that's hmm. We, somehow that wasn't on our radar. If he had been suspended, it would have been on our radar. That's true. Yeah, it would have been a true. big effing deal. Well, I'm glad you brought it up and pointed it out. There you go. So no So that means he didn't, or he, he either didn't do it yeah, or baseball couldn't, couldn't prove, prove it. he yeah. did it. What they said he did, or what the woman said he did, but they didn't. Yeah, anyway, uh, was it? Wasn't it like flirting? He was like flirting, right? Wasn't that the claim? There were inappropriate comments. Yeah. These single guys, man, I don't know how you do it. I mean, you can't flirt with women. They're going to, you know, my God. What do you well, do? You I don't know, even know how when, you live. When, when, when in doubt, you know, make sure it's not someone who works for the same organization that you work for. That's, it's it's going to be tough. It is. I mean, it is. But if you want to. What are the rules, Ed? Do you know the rules? I mean, I don't know what the rules are. I mean, I'm not. I'm well, not, like I I'm just not, said, if yeah. you can avoid, you know, messing around with somebody where you work, that's right. probably a good idea if you can. Yeah. All right. That's why it's hard to work here at the network because we have so many hot chicks on staff. <laughs> it is a babe central around here, especially when we work at night. Hottest women yeah. right here tonight. Let me tell you. 
Everywhere we look around here, beautiful women, everywhere. They're falling out of the production I would, studio. I would like to make a comment. I'm not going to make a comment. All right. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Third degree time. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Oh, we are ready. All right, Kubala, what do we have? Here we go. Ben, Earl Boykins. Yes, Earl Boykins said Earl Boykins. on Wednesday. You're taller than him, right? I believe I am, actually. Yeah. Uh, he said he believes that LeBron James will seriously consider the Denver Nuggets in free agency. Yes. Quote, the Nuggets have the young pieces that LeBron wants around him. Is that right? Yeah. Ben, where does this rank on uh, the crazy take scale? Well, you didn't get the full quote because right after that he said if the Nuggets can't sign LeBron, they'd like to sign the Tooth Fairy. They think the Tooth Fairy would help them out, but they want to get – the Rock, when he was the Tooth Fairy, that's the guy they want. He was on the Rock. Anyway, listen, it's 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 ridiculous. A Denver, not a big enough stage. If you're gonna go off the radar, if you're gonna go to a second division team, you don't go to the Nuggets. Right? I'm pretty sure LeBron James also, considering all the ailments LeBron has had over the years, if he had to live in the Mile High City, he would suffer from something called altitude sickness if he lived in Denver. So that would not be a good situation. And moreover, you're talking about the Western Conference, which means you're going to be in the same conference with the Golden State Warriors, who we cannot beat unless odd things happen in the finals and Draymond Green's watching an A's game instead of playing in the NBA finals. Uh, the, the Rockets, also in that conference, and God only knows what's going to happen with the draft next week. If you're going to go to a second division team, if you're LeBron, you go to the Lakers. Right, if you're gonna, you're giving up winning. You'll play for the Lakers, live in L.A., make movies and all that. You don't go to Denver. And B, Earl Boykins, former Clipper. Let me point that out. Very diminutive, which is what we say about short people. Diminutive guard back in the day. Uh, this was a wonderful choice by Earl Boykins to say this. Now, it's not going to happen. He's he's wrong, but it's it's the right thing to say because if he had gotten on radio and television and said. I think LeBron's going to sign with the Sixers or the Lakers. Not a single man, woman of chi- or child would have raised an eyebrow. But the fact that he took a team off the grid like the Nuggets, who have some decent young players, and tossed that out there, it's so ridiculous that it actually got Earl Boykins a little bit of attention. Next. After eventually removing himself from consideration for the Detroit Pistons job, John Beeline says that he doesn't expect to entertain any more NBA interest in the future. Yeah. Do you believe him, Ben? I actually do believe John Beeline. I, I, from what I was told here, uh, I, I got hoodwinked. A lot of people got hoodwinked. This was complete BS. He never wanted the Pistons job. I actually bought in. I thought he was being honest here. But from what I was told, Beeline has agreed to what's known as a rolling extension. At Michigan. Now, what the hell does that mean? That means, boy, this is great. At the end of every season, his contract resets to five years. So at every particular moment, he's got five years at any moment on his contract. So he was simply using the Pistons job as a bargaining chip to get a better contract, a sweetheart deal from Michigan. He got it. And number two, Beeline, he's 65 years old. Right, this was a. It seemed like a good opportunity, the Pistons job. They didn't you know, went with Dwayne Casey, but you know, that's his last opportunity, right? He's gonna wind up being a college basketball coach. He's a good college basketball coach, but he ain't going to the NBA. And it's because of his age, the 
perceived generation gap, the ageism that exists in the NBA. So that's not happening. All right, next. Ben, there was a story that surfaced the other day. The uh, the Cubs mistakenly gave one of their pitchers prescription sunglasses instead of regular sunglasses. Ooh, unfortunate. Yes, it got Those me- are expensive. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Ben, it got me to wondering, uh, uh-huh. when did you realize that you needed glasses? I want to point out, they're expensive unless you go to Costco. Then they're reasonable. Costco, as you know, Coop, has an eyeglass department. You can get your, your eyeglasses very cheap over there at Costco. There are some websites that Mike Harmon told me about, too. You can get glasses pretty cheap on the internet. Uh, but no, when I, here's how it worked, Coop. Uh, my wife said, we have insurance. They, I, I had used reading glasses. She said, hey, we get free glasses every year. We don't, you, know, you, didn't, you don't go to the eye doctor. I said, okay. I'll go get some prescription eyeglasses. They said, okay, come in. We'll just test your, we have to test your vision, but we'll give you the glasses, no problem. I had my vision uh, tested. I then met with the eye doctor who then gave me a lecture that I couldn't see anything and said I needed glasses, and that's it. That's how I got glasses. I was dragged to the eye doctor thinking I was going to get only reading glasses. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Now, that's the bad news. The good news I can actually see now. That's the positive. This story had a happy ending. I guess you see the world. Anyway, all right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you pass us. That's a winner. All right, time now for the instant trivia. Here it is. Blank leads the big leagues in home runs and RBIs in the seventh inning or later. So you can consider this player the most clutch power producer in baseball. So far this season. Again, Blank leads the big leagues in home runs and runs batted in in the seventh inning or later. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer, your calls, the whole thing. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. And each and every week at about this time, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. These are listeners submitted jokes like yourself. Listeners like yourself sending these jokes in. Care of the Ben Mather Show, the email address, Show at gmail.com. Put jokes in the headline. And we here at the show, the staff will go through the jokes, compile them, and that's how we do it here each and every Friday on the program. Batting leadoff, Sirius Sean. Hello, Sirius Sean. Hi, everybody. I get to go see The Incredibles 2 in the movie theater today. What are you going to see? What is that? What? You were The Incredibles 2. Oh, The Incredibles 2. Yeah, Coop loves that movie. Yeah. Yeah? about Eddie? No, he hates it. No, I don't. No, I don't. He's embarrassed you're going to see it. All right, no, I'm not. Sean, uh, give us the joke here, buddy. We're excited for you. Go ahead. All right, here we go. What do you get when you cross a tree with a baseball player? Uh, I don't know. Babe Root. All right, thank you. There you go. Uh, good, have, a good, have fun. Thanks, Sean. All right, there he goes. Serious Sean. So I'll bounce the joke off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. I'll read the joke. The joke will be funny, so you'll hear this from Danny G. And uh, Danny, if he's a douche, he'll play this. If you, and then if uh, it's a, go, you go either way, you'll hear this. How big are your grandma's tamales? And then Koopa Loop over there has got his own thing. Here's one from Cowboy in Windsor. Why should the Raptors' health improve next season, Eddie? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why would the health improve? Because they hired a nurse. 
Canadian humor. A Baltimore bar is giving free drinks every time Chris Davis gets a hit, Eddie. Is that right? Yeah, Tony LaRusse has already applied for a job as the Orioles hitting coach. <laughs> from, uh, George in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, here's one from Surfer Todd the Comedian. Why wasn't angry Bill upset with his wife? Oh Gave him blue balls. I don't know. Why wasn't angry Bill upset about that? Because it happened right after she put on some blue lipstick. Surfer Todd, the comedian. He's, that's a professional comedian, Eddie. Uh, yeah, I can tell. Why is business booming at IHOB? I, I don't know, Ben. Why is business booming at IHOB? Because the B stands for Bartolo, Eddie. It's Bartolo. Yeah. That's a, that's what that's all about. That's from Kurt from Earth who sent that one in. Why don't grasshoppers watch soccer? Grasshoppers watch so- Why don't they watch soccer, Because they watch cricket instead, oh, Eddie. That's, that's what right. they do. They watch from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. These are actual jokes by actual listeners. Why did President Trump spend his birthday checking the weather? Uh, I don't know. Why did uh, Trump spend his birthday checking the weather? According to Cowboy John Brad, it's because he hates stormy weather. That's why. Here's one from Mike. He said, Usain Bolt, the world's fastest... Man, yeah. has never run a mile, Eddie. Is that right? That's right. Bartolo Colon said, me too. Koopaloop, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Koop? I've been told that it's too soon. Okay, uh, then we'll keep going here. How far did Angry Bill make it in the clan? <laughs> I don't know. How far did Angry Bill make it in the clan? He only made it to Triple K, Eddie. That's all he could do. He could only ow, make ow, it. Ow. It's from Anthony in Anaheim, who sent a bunch of jokes in. Uh, what kind of question am I, Eddie? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What kind of question are you? According to Sean Watson, I'm a clown question. I'm a clown question. <laughs> That's from uh, Kurt from Earth, who sent that one in. Uh, let's see. Who else it's do we have? a clown question, bro. Uh, what's the difference between Blind Scott and Angry Bill? Blind I see a trend Scott here. and Angry Bill. What's the difference, Ben? According to Pickle Rick. Uh, Blind Scott needs a service dog, and Angry Bill needs to service a dog. So there you go. We've got a lot, lot in common there. Anything else, Coop? I, there's a bunch of jokes I sent you. No. Oh, I, well, hold, oh, you hold know, on. all right. Uh, why? <laughs> you know, we do the segment every Is week at the same surprised? time. Completely. Well, I just, I really wanted to do the super uh, offensive ones. All but. right. All right. Listen. Uh, why does Bartolo Colon hate New York City's nickname? Hmm, the Big Apple. Why does Bartolo Colon hate New York City's nickname? He prefers the big pizza. Well, don't we all? That's from Anthony in Anaheim. <laughs> Where's the laugh track, Danny? You don't uh, do that anymore? Yeah, all I was right. expecting better for a Cologne joke. Your Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Why wasn't Jesus born in L.A.? Hmm. I don't know, Ben. Why wasn't Jesus born in L.A.? They could not find three wise men or a virgin. So that's uh, that would be why. That's from Anthony in Anaheim. Who sent that one in? Uh, let's see. We'll skip ahead. Let's see, I don't know if we do that one on the air. We're going to skip that. Uh, all right. Well, what are Bartolo Colon's favorite female attributes? Hmm. That's a good question. What are Bartolo Colon's favorite parts on a female? Uh, he likes those seventh inning stretch marks. He's a big fan of those. Uh, that's from Gordon in Tacoma. Uh, what has 17 toes and two eyes? 17 toes and two eyes. What is that, Ben? That would be Phylexis on a blind date. That's uh, 
Just Josh sent that one in. Thank you, Just Josh. I appreciate that. Uh, where do you hide weed from Weed Man Hippie? That's a good question. Where do you hide weed from Weed Man? In his work boots. So, uh, Pickle Rick sent that one in. Thank you. How big are your grandma's tamales? I appreciate that. Uh, did you see a lot of burger joints were sparring with IHOP online this week? Yes, uh, trying to steal some of their publicity, I'm sure. Yeah, it was just a little cyber beef. Where's the cyber beef? So just Josh who sent that one in. Uh, got a couple more. Uh, why did the car dealership void Deshaun Watson's check? Hmm. I don't know. Why did the car dealership void Deshaun Watson's check? It had a slight tear in it. <laughs> he knows all about that. Uh, that's from Just Josh. All right, last, I got the last one. Here we go. Let's do the closer. Here, Here it go. is. Best joke you've got. All right. Le- this is from the Inca Terror. LeBron James recently took out a whiteboard in frustration, Eddie. Yeah, I heard about that. He then delivered the NBA championship to the Warriors single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.